You know, sometimes it's the best laid plans that, that just... From the underground, sub-level 24, deep in Area 51, hello and welcome to TalkCast 302, this week's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast would be an abbreviated version of the cast for an abbreviated show tonight because, again, the best laid plans. Kriana, who, who was that on the opening? That was adult film star Kathy St. George. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> actually, her name never came across as near as your favorite. One of my favorites, actually. Actually, one of Drew's favorites more than anything else. That's uh, my problem. Joining the podcast, some of the cast because some of the cast isn't here. The it's Revere closed. Time Vort. Well, yeah. In the Revere Time Vort, Tex, our technical anarchist. Uh, button pressure extraordinaire, our own girl genius, Kriana. Never not here. From the stacks of her personal space in the Dank Dungeons Industrial Film Trailer Review Board, friend of robots, Zombrarian. I got tangled in my yarn for a second. <clears throat> and couldn't unhit the mute button. Or I couldn't hit the, hit unmute the button. Uh, it's a great night. We're super organized tonight, you guys. Awake by Java cannot be here tonight. Evidently, it's parent-teacher night tonight, and he's out. Parenting and I'm teachers? Not sure, I'm not sure whether tonight he's actually a parent means. or a teacher. Could be both. He's probably both. Yeah. He's probably both, yeah. It's and Sir Sarah, was, time Sir Sarah is, uh, was, was here, and now she's not, and, and get well, hon, and uh, that's also... We, we, as again, best laid plans, uh, we, we had a whole show planned tonight that, and most of it kind of vaporware itself almost immediately. I don't think you know But we that still works. have awesomeness. We but do. we do have an awesome, awesome guest, uh, who Sir Sarah met at Tapaticon, and we were hoping Sarah would be able to talk about it, but I guess I'm going to be the one talking about it. That's okay, because you didn't anyway. Yeah, I know. Admanda, welcome to the show. Admaja. Admaja. Now I can't say it. You guys, more or less, Atmaja. Atmaja. Okay, so wrong accent. I apologize. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Oh, it's... When we go to conventions and we find cool people doing cool things, we'd like to have them on the show so that they can talk about uh, what they do and where they're at. Sir Sarah said to me, she has this really, really cool webcomic called Travelogue, which is a diary of a fantasy travel. Yeah. How, well, it's it's like a travelogue from a people that didn't really happen, and it's just kind of uh, a kind of a world building. So, yeah. I, and I'm I'm doing a lousy job of explaining it. Why don't you? Well, it's not your fault. It's because it's like purposely a little vague. I describe <laughs> it myself. Describe it as a fantasy, a fantasy diary comic. Um, so it has sort of like the cadence and the structure of an autobiography comic. But yes, the setting is totally fictional. Um, the characters are fictional. Um, so, I, and you've been doing this one for a year now. Yeah, almost exactly, just over a year. Because I started on. New Year's 
where did you get the uh, idea? What 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 was the spark for this webcomic? It's like it's funny to me how um, how naturally this webcomic came to me because I I don't I don't believe in flashes of inspiration, but this one actually happened to me in a flash of inspiration. When I, I think I was just um, going out for a walk and I started thinking about it, or I started thinking about like travelogue comics, and I by the time I had come back home, I had like fully fleshed out an idea for it. And I started like writing scripts, like rough scripts, and then doing character designs, and it all like came together in a month. It was really like very serendipitous. I that usually never happens to me. What brought you to making it a web comic? I mean, there are so many outlets you can go with it, and you have a fairly large. Uh, uh, volume of designs and, and, and things that you do. What made this be a webcomic? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does, actually. Yeah. Um, I Well, I had... I was used to working in webcomic format. I had a webcomic before Travelogue that I ran for maybe two and a half years that I kind of... I kind of wanted to move on from that and start a new one anyway. And I thought that since I wanted this comic to be structured pretty loosely anyway and not be very linear, have it be more episodic, I thought that would be very naturally suited to being published online so that, you know, a lot of webcomics that have linear stories have a little trouble with keeping reader interest from week to week. Yeah, And I thought absolutely. this would be a good way, yeah, this would be a good way of avoiding that entirely. So before you did your first webcomic, were you like a fan of webcomics? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, um, you know, I read, like, quote-unquote series comics in high school, like uh, Mouse, Persepolis, all those. Mm -hmm. um, but web comics were really, like, what got me thinking, oh, I can make a comic, I want to make comics, like, I love these. But they don't actually, You now, you graduated from uh, the School of Visual Arts. Yeah, uh, almost two years ago. And uh, they don't, do they teach the course in webcomics and webcomic design? Because that's a particular skill set unto itself, isn't it? Yeah, I would, I would totally argue that it is. And actually, my junior year was the first year that they offered a webcomics course. Oh, they did offer one. Okay, I wasn't aware. Yeah, but they, they never had before that. Um, so in my... In my junior year, they offered it, and I jumped on it right away. I was in the first class, I think. And what's different about that than than a regular drawing course or, or a uh, visual design course? I think it was it was not so much focused on drawing. It really was more more about design, I would say, and like about learning basic website design and coding and learning how to like sustain your own website without basically being able to keep it from collapsing, even if it looks kind of bad or like, it is <laughs> cause that's, you know, that's like, that's what a webcomic is all about is sustaining multiple parts of one thing on your own. So um, this is, this has been going on for a year. What else do you do besides webcomics? Travelog is 
it's like my passion project. I do it when I can, and I it's totally out of love. Um, so I do freelance illustration and comics work to to make money, even though I don't really make money off it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, mostly freelance freelance comics, uh, freelance illustration. I do other personal comics besides travelogue. Um, I go to conventions like Tabaticon. And I take up temp jobs here and there when I need need to supplement the freelance work a little. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. Now, now, Tapaticon was a small, kind of very unstructured conference in Western Massachusetts. How how mm-hmm. was that event for you? It's I was like two minds about it. I for one thing that. In 2015, I went to really, like, so many conventions, maybe too many. So at that point in the year when Tapaticon happened, I was, like, very burnt out. Um, but the, that, that can happen fairly easily with uh, when you're a convention nomad like that. Yeah. And there's always a big stretch in fall because that's when they're all wrapping up. Um, but the convention itself, the atmosphere of it and the volunteers – the the environment was super great and welcoming. They, you know, they clearly understood what comics people needed. Like they they needed food and breaks and people to wash their tables and, you know, they had all the right ideas. But it was a small show. It was in an area that a lot of people didn't know, and that's totally understandable. It was the first show. I I really think that next year will be better. So and how many? If anything, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. If anything, it was really great to see a bunch of friends that I don't get to see a lot because a lot of them live in that area. So how many conventions did you do last year? Mm, I tabled at six or seven, and I went to I went to like eight, including the ones I tabled at. Yeah, that, that, can, that can really... Uh... <laughs> mentally and physically tire you right out. Yeah. It was it was worth it. I did it on purpose because I wanted to scope out as many shows as I could so I knew going forward what I really liked and what I could afford, what like what was feasible for me. I was going to say, so what did you learn from going to this many shows in, in one convention season? It was, I mean, it was good to know that I could do it and that I couldn't I could sustain it, but I really couldn't get a lot of other work done. So I think Right. Because it's all a matter of packing, going, recovering, packing, going, recovering. Right. Exactly. There was a yeah. There was a point where I like I just didn't unpack my suitcase for three weeks or so because I would always be leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so it was like worth it to learn that I can do it, but I shouldn't do it. <laughs> Here's something we could do, but let's not. Yeah, exactly. This is a bad idea. Now I know. All right. So complete you... and total drastic change of change of topic for a second. Go for it. <laughs> because I'm frantically clicking around now because I read a little bit of travelogue and I got far enough to know that I really appreciate um, that you did your research into 
goat eyeballs. <laughs> because goat eyeballs are the weirdest things in the world, but they're so cool because goats have rectangular pupils. It's really... Uh, am I allowed to swear? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Please swear. Swear okay. as much as you want. Okay, nice. They're really, they're really fucked up. Goats are weird. Like, <laughs> I, that's why I wanted to draw one because I was like, I want this like fucked up animal to be this tiny, cute creature's friend. Because they're kind of like the cats of the livestock world, if you think about it. They're smart and fairly self-sufficient. But they're assholes sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and they have the weirdest pupils. Sorry, I got to they're... that I got to that picture er- earlier today, the very first picture of the goat, and I was like, she drew the rectangular pupils. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm so glad you appreciate them. So after my sidetrack into goat pupils, because that's just awesome. Um so your other webcomic, which I will admit that I didn't read any of because I ran out of time was um the bell was the bell blues and I'm guessing from the very little bit of research I did that it's more of a realistic fiction kind of a thing is that right um, yeah yeah it's definitely more it's I think it's very obvious to see from that that I had like was trying to emulate webcomics that I had read, and it's, like, very much like a classic slice-of-life gag webcomic. So, which do you... Do you have one that now you're like, oh, this one is more fun to write, or more fun to draw, or are they both kind of your babies and you could never pick? Oh, they're, like... They're both my babies, but, like, the Bell Blues is a teenager that, that it can go off on its own now. Travelog is, like, my, my toddler. I need to take care of it. You're like, oh, you're so cute, and I want to be with you every second of the day. Yeah, exactly. I'm still in the honeymoon phase with Travelogue. But the Bell Blues actually has a very different uh, style or feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I was going for two different types of comics. So how do you how would you describe where your what your style is right now? I don't know if I um could pin it down. I I try not to pin it down. I think I, I try to write like very human stories and very sincere I try to write from a sincere place. Because I don't like stories that laugh at their viewers and I don't like stories where I guess Conflict or, like, anger or sarcasm, you know, that's the big thing about comics. That's the, that's the big payoff. I like, I like there to be something a little more real than, than a poop joke or whatever. Not disparaging those, but... There's some really like, good poop jokes, but yeah, that's not the point. It doesn't I mean, seem... You can work, sorry, you can work no. a really good poop joke into a meaningful comic, but... If your comic is entirely poop jokes, that's what I'm talking about. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've got to say, uh, especially looking at travelogue, such a texture to the to the the visual aspect. It's really, I mean, the more you look at some of the artwork 
there's there's a wonderful amount. Well, I mean that's that's an example of the depth of the text. Thank you so much. I try really hard to do that. I mean, you've been the latest one travelog. Well, changed that recently. Now I just kind of update whenever I can. Of it, and, see something. <laughs> <laughs> and well, then I look so oh. modified six panel format for most. How long does it take to? to and kind of rough and take very long. So if I have an idea, I thumbnail it tonight, depending on how fussy it's being. Otherwise, it's pretty straightforward. Then I, once I have a thumbnail down, I lettering, which takes like maybe an hour, maybe 30 minutes, and then on top it onto a new piece of paper for the inks, which is like two to four hours, depending on how detailed it is. And, and you don't you don't shy away from detail either. I mean, you know, there are enough web comics that are sometimes nothing more than skeletons. But uh, <laughs> and, and you're laughing because you know exactly what there I mean. There are some by. entire games that are nothing more than stick figures. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I don't I'm, mean like. Sorry, go ahead. But it's it's just wonderful to see that level of of. Uh, Depth and texture to it. I, I don't know. I'm repeating myself here, but that it's really important for comics to be quick. And I think, like, honestly, I think quantity over quality is usually better. But I had done that with Bell Blues for so long, and I had so often just been like, okay, I just need to do an update this week. I need to crank it out. And the quality qu wasn't quite what I wanted. So since Travelogue updates more leisurely and is less heavily reliant spend on it, the text is so each page almost stand like each page follows the other very its own is its own little story and hang somewhere. Yeah, I oh I like want it to matter. Yeah, you f you feel like you don't really need to know what's happening. Oh, that's great to hear. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you want to know, but you don't feel like you're absolutely lost as you click in. You're just like, oh, these characters are adorable and. <laughs> yeah, and there are uh, some pages that are simply process and movement and then there are some pages that you can just sit there and look at for as long as you want and, um, and I don't know exactly what this one was but it was a uh, there's a little town with two-story mud huts and uh, the line is growing up I thought the most beautiful thing in the world was marsh lights sparkling on the water oh uh, yeah that was sometime in I th oh there it is July 13th and you know what you have 432 notes on this and I think that's the key that other people are really just kind of tuned and locked in and ready to go, ready to go wherever you want to take them because you have so many people who just liked it, really liked it. But I mean, 430 notes on it. I love it. And, and it's just a series of incredibly uh, detailed, beautiful panels. So what's on the horizon for you? What, what's coming up in your artistic world? Um, I'm going to keep keep going travelogue as long as I enjoy drawing it, which I think will be a long time yet. 
so now that um, now that it's winter, I'll probably start preparing for convention season 2016. So I'm going to start putting together a new travelogue book uh, and a couple of other not related mini comics that I'm that I'm like outlining right now. Unfortunately, con season is something we all have to think about right now. <laughs> Do you guys go to conventions? Yeah, we do, actually. We did, uh, I think, four conventions this last year. And then... Just, like, going to scope stuff out. Well, we, we, we actually... Uh, the official podcast of Boston Con and uh, Granite Con. Oh, cool. And, That's uh, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, those, those are our, two of our favorite places to be. <laughs> That's uh, cool. Yeah. Have you, have you done Boston? No, just, um, that's a, it's a little big for me. I usually go to like the, you know, the small press ones like SPX. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've got to tell you, you know, um, I really like what you've got there. It's, it's, uh, you've got your own style. It's a very evocative style. Um, and whether you say it one more time, Dom, you know you want to. It that it's evocative. There Damn you go. Right. There you go. That's all. <laughs> That's all I there is to it. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's the most appropriate word, and sometimes the most appropriate word gets stuck. It sure does, <laughs> and in this case, I think it's right on. Um, so, as you're moving forward, going to conventions, drop us a line. Let us know if there's anything that we can do. Uh, We'd love having you back. Uh, this is some really cool stuff. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, it was totally my pleasure. It was very, very fun talking to you guys. Thank you well, for that kind of my stomach. <laughs> 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 um, well, yeah, uh, definitely stop by and see me at a convention, too, and I would love to say hi. Oh, we will absolutely do that. If you let us know where you're at, and uh, we'll... Uh, <laughs> Well, Sarah will definitely find you because she found you the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe I've, I'm finding myself very inspired, and maybe when we show up, there will be a little doll of Nana. <laughs> oh. Oh, my gosh. I would love it. Because <laughs> Nana is the adorable. The reason Zombrian knows all about goats is because she knits a lot and is a fiber snob like me. And my best friend that I made at our wedding venue was a goat. Well, yeah. Well, that's true, too, yeah. <laughs> Dom, did you ever meet my best friend, Jules? I actually did. During our uh, wedding? Yes. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that happened. It did happen. So, Kriana, we're of two minds at this point. We can talk about things like Alan Rickman and but I don't want to Those do are that. people, not things, first of all. Well, no. If, if what events. do you have against Alan Rickman? Don't speak <laughs> ill of the dead. <laughs> That's what I have against Alan Rickman. Ah. He's no with us. And, and just for the informed people among us, look around and see if Tracy Hickman is around. Brianna, any luck? I did already. No. Otherwise, he'd be here already. Uh, Tracy Hickman was going to be on the show tonight. Oh, sure. Shame him publicly now. I just did. Do it again. Tracy Hickman was going to be on the show tonight, and we missed connections and we crossed them, but uh, we're going to get him on very quickly. We've got a whole 
he's got this really, really special announcement. He said, I need to make next Tuesday. And Dome crossed his streams again. I did, evidently. So, Kriana, I mean, we can, we, can, we can talk about some stuff or we can wrap up now. Well, here's what I have to say to you. You realize you're doing both scripts. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I don't have much to say for the first one since someone doesn't seem to have updated the calendar. So next week we're talking, as I've said for the past three months, to Melinda Snodgrass of Star Trek Renegades about her awesome new book. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Also, because, yes. also, what was that word you were using? Which one? I don't know. I forgot already. That's why okay. I asked. Then move on. <laughs> Zombrian, what was it? This is your job. It's your only job. I'm not telling you. Just go, go. Tell me what it is, or I'm not reading the thing. Evocative. Evocative. It will be an evocative novel. Anyway, Sci-Fi that Saturday just doesn't Night. Work at all, okay, but don't. Yes, it does. First of all, second of all, I'm reading the thing. Don't talk over me. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, BooksandBooze.com, and ComicArthouse.com. Visit Comic Art House for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their grooves on LawrenceMadeMeCry.com. Tonight's intro music provided by the awesome Rob Watts. Find more of his creations at RobWattsOnline.com and ask him to come back on the show, because does he hate us now? What's going on there? We can get him back on the show next week. How's that? Fine. Do it. No, we can't. We already have a guest. Oh, well, how about the week after? What the hell? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Do it. Oh, I want to thank uh, Atmaja Pandya for being on the show tonight. And I got the name right. Thank you so much. Yes. And her webcomic, uh, it's it's wonderful. And we'll have links and all that other neat stuff. Uh, and, and Tracy, you're going to get on when you're going to get on. And we're going to talk about your stuff when you get here. I want to thank the uh, cast for... Uh, God, I hope not, for more reasons than you're ever going to want to know. I want to thank the cast for joining us also from the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Brianna, and our woman of words, Zombrian. Thank you so much, ladies. Still here. Evocative. Okay. This is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased, thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone.